that'll do. Okay. We're on. We're back. Finally. I've been waiting for you to get your act together and come have a podcast with me. And uh, we're both dressed up like winter soldiers because there's a blizzard outside. Yeah. And, uh, but you managed to walk here just fine. Yeah. I put all, all my clothes today. I'll put them (laughs) on and then I walk through the snow. Well, it's, it's good to, uh, it's good to be back at the table with you. Finally. Yeah. It took only two YouTube videos and me calling you out publicly to get you to come. <laughs> yeah. Quite publicly, I, I have like 25 views. So yeah, 25 people know that Mikael Carlson should have come to the podcast. Yeah. I feel ashamed. <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself, buddy. No. I, I couldn't even remember how to put on the recording software. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's been so long. Yeah. But hey, what you been up to? Working, 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 working. Yeah, that's that's about it. Nonstop. Yeah, it's been a busy year. I feel like it's, it's been, been a busy year. Yeah, I think it's for everybody. Yeah, I think so. Also. Strange because when you think about how the world is, but everybody is really busy, working. Yeah, I feel I feel like everybody I've talked to this year has said the same thing that they just haven't stopped. Yeah, like this this whole year. I thought, oh, maybe it's just a busy summer. Yeah. You know, and then the summer ended and I was still busy and but I opened three restaurants this year so that's pretty cool yeah you have a reason to be busy mm. yeah you, you you've done it to yourself Self, <laughs> self-inflicted busyness yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always say that like self-inflicted injury or self-inflicted uh, you know like problems time-wise they don't count you know what I mean because it was your own choice yeah so so actually you haven't been busy yeah. <laughs> so how do you tell me? Yeah. Yeah. But no. so yeah. But uh we we haven't really talked about what we're gonna what we're gonna bring. No, this is completely blindfolded. Completely blindfolded. Yeah. So but I hope it ends up pretty good anyway. Hope but so. one thing that I was thinking about, and this came up recently in a conversation with my friend, and we were talking about um we were talking about goal setting and we we're talking about like achieving targets and self-improvement and kind of all of these words that revolve around entrepreneurship or business management or well it, it kind of buzzes around you know every topic to do with your work and your business it's all driven by you know key performance indicators and goals and aspirations and achievement targets and you know they're all set by deadlines and for you know for those that know me I think it's a really weird world that we live in like that we just we're kind of born and then we go to school and we learn and then we're just constantly pushing 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 and you know I can I can say this because I'm not being hypocritical because out of most people I know I push myself the most yeah what you know business-wise work-wise you know, I'll I'll be renovating my house, opening restaurants, you know, looking after kids, doing some online programs all at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm allowed to say this. I feel like I've earned the right. You always find a new project. Even though you have five projects ongoing, you find a new project to do. Right. Yeah. Right. But this brings me to the topic. Okay. So the conversation revolved around entering into a new field um of work or entrepreneurship or business and then putting pressure on yourself 
to improve or to achieve certain targets in a certain time frame. And I've been doing a lot of research on this lately. And, you know, David Goggins, for example, yeah. and these crazy dudes that achieve crazy things that, you know, um, really put your achievements in perspective. Mm. And he brought up something that was really interesting to me in the most recent podcast he had with, with Joe Rogan. Yeah. And that was that he just like, there's no, you know, target or goal or it's just, he just goes and runs and then he just runs until he's done running and then that's it. You know what I mean? He doesn't necessarily count it. The most he ran in one session was like 230 miles or something like just insane. Yeah, there's like, no, like 63 hours or uh, don't quote me on this but <clears throat> yeah. that just seemed insane the point was though that there was never necessarily like a finish line and I kind of I reflected on that and I kind of have a similar principle with the way in which I treat myself as an entrepreneur is that the day comes and the day goes and then there's another day and the timeline in which my existence continues doesn't have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it doesn't have necessarily an end goal. It's just the next day. And I know that sounds like a little bit morbid and maybe a little bit kind of, you know, groundhoggish in a way. And it's not to be confused, confused with my lack of drive or my wanting for the company to achieve certain targets. But I think it is important to reflect on it uh, as an entrepreneur because I have found a way to deal with an exuberant amount of pressure and stress and multifaceted lifestyle by treating my journey this way. So it doesn't put pressure on me personally to say like, holy shit, it's Friday. I said I was gonna do this by Wednesday. And I do, you get, that's where you build that anxiety from as an entrepreneur. And, and you know, even for you, right? So you're kind of in this, you're in a publicly, we talked about this today, you're in a publicly traded company, yeah. middle management, you have tons of targets to achieve, you have tons of deadlines, and that makes you feel awful, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I want I wanted to reflect on this and talk about it and I want to get your view on it. So yeah. that's where we're at. All right. Nice. Yeah. Well actually, yeah. I would say also that uh if we talk about David Goggins and you and, and whoever and just doing things that you have done for a very long time and you're very invested in it. There's not an end goal, but there's always these small goals in between. And those are the goals that you are striving for. But there's no an absolute end goal. If there would be an absolute end goal, when you reach that, what then? Then you, then you stop doing things. So I think that that's 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 probably one one thing with David, for example, and being an entrepreneur or training or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an end end goal, you just you just like the journey. Then you have like your small. You need to have small goals, otherwise you don't achieve anything. But you have, like you said, it's from day one to day two and so on. Exactly. And so, I think, you know, and I think this can be applied from a personal perspective as well. Yeah. Um, the friend that I was discussing this with is on a, is on a really um, deep personal growth journey, 
which is really good. And, you know, I think it's a really important kind of phase throughout anybody's life. And I find that entrepreneurs get pushed into that development, you know, almost um, like intrinsically. And the discussion that I had was, was about kind of finding true self or discovering kind of the true meaning of who you are and what you should be about or, or what you are about. And I kind of put it to her this way that you're making it sound like there's kind of a pot of gold and the end of a rainbow. And I don't think that personal development kind of ends at some point. No. You know what I mean? I think it's continuous. So if you put this kind of pressure on yourself, um, you know, nothing gets her. I think everybody has their own journey. Uh, and I think everybody has their own way of dealing with all the shit that we deal with on a, on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, in self-reflection, it was like, well, I really don't know who I am myself, but I don't know who I'm going to be. All I'm really trying to do is do a little bit better the next day than I did the day before. And whether it's like in my, you know, in my personal life that I make just five minutes extra with the kids, you know, and just, or just play with the Lego as much as I don't want to think about it. I'll play with the Lego just for five more minutes. Yeah. Or if it's seeing that friend of mine's birthday pop up on Facebook that I haven't spoken to in ages, just give a call. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kind of be small things, small things. And I, I think, you know, those, those things contribute to my my journey and where I'm kind of um, moving towards. And I don't have necessarily this ideal picture of the person I want to be or the entrepreneur I want to be or the kind of business that I want to have. All I know is that there will be a tomorrow and that's my opportunity to do something that I didn't do today. Yeah, and you know your certain areas where you have to, you know that you can develop yourself and you know that you can get better at things in certain areas. So just concentrate on those and do do small things in those areas just to, to get a little bit better on those areas. Right. But it's also, we are also very flawed like ourselves to reflect ourselves. We see some certain areas that we think that we lack something in or, or whatever, but then when you ask someone else, they can have a totally different view and you can be really bad at something that you even don't even think about because you don't prioritize that. Right. So that's also kind of, I think that uh, like personal journey, you, you will really need some sort of like reflection, not only by yourself, but also have discussion with some, I don't know what there are, some expert or someone. Yeah, or just like a non-biased point of view. Exactly, yeah. I, and I think, you know, it could it could be an expert, psychologist or, or yeah. psychiatrist. I still don't know what the difference is really, to be honest. Me neither, yeah. But, but yeah, I think, but also, you know, there's, if you have good friends. Yeah, they can probably they give can you really, you. really good, like, yeah. insights on. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like, I'll tell you where you're like. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Legs. <laughs> I know Sorry. that. I know that. So in that sense, we're on the same page. So no worries. No, I know worries that. <laughs> no self-reflection yeah. needed. No, no, no. Yeah, but I, th- I think um, I think you're absolutely right. Getting that non-biased opinion can be hard though, because it can, yeah. it can be like some hard truth. It can, yeah. It yeah. can be something that you have kind of in your mentality. You have just 
pushed it aside because it's something that you don't even prioritize and you don't think it's it's important but somebody else can see that you really lack on this area and that it feels really it's a real struggle to do and develop things that you don't see to be like a lack in yourself but actually 100%. it's probably the biggest lack that you have 100 so that's probably like the biggest like self-improvement journey to do the right. things that you don't like to do and right. you don't like to improve it's easy to to think that i could be better at reading or i could read more books and i could train more and do stuff that you you like and you feel that you get out from from yourself a lot right but then when you think about your surroundings and people around you and so on there's a lot of things that you can do for right. them that you don't think about yeah so it's also 100 i think yeah. you, you like pretty much hit the nail on the head is what i'm trying to achieve from this conversation is it really boils down to the f- to be able to self-motivate yeah and when we talk about kind of all these goals that we're trying to achieve I believe our self-motivation, this is something I've experienced recently. I believe our self-motivation can be damaged um, and our ability to kind of get up earlier or get out of bed or just go to the gym or just eat better or whatever it is. I think it can be damaged by these kind of outlying goals that we haven't yet achieved because you feel like they're a priority. Yeah. Even though they might be micro targets. You know what I mean? There's, there could be, hundreds of targets you have before you kind of reach this so-called end goal but those micro targets feel much bigger than what they are yeah and i think so this was another interesting concept that i've been kind of running off lately and this is this concept of the string of pearls and um i actually don't know if i'm applying it correctly and it was recently in um in a in a in a netflix series with uh jonah hill Oh, and his okay. uh, yeah. psychologist. Um, but anyway, what the string of pearls was for me was it was about looking at things from an objective point of view that each task, no matter how big or small it felt, it was just one more task. So one what, more pearl in the one more string. pearl in the string of pearls. Yeah. And and what that gave me is perspective on okay, every every target we're trying to achieve is is important and there's not necessarily one task or a goal or, or target that's more important than another it's just one pearl in a string so if we apply that method to the way in which we think and feel about our work life and our personal life which usually get overruled by each other one yeah. way or another if we look at it from a, from the perspective of a string of pearls well, we can say that there's not one thing that's necessarily more important than another. There's just tasks that need to be done before other tasks, Yeah. right? It's, it's like, you know, the analogy of turning the dishwasher on before you've put the dirty dishes in there. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. so... Or painting the wall before you have put the, like... Uh, the primer or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. exactly, uh. right? So, so I think this is a really... So they're kind of the two principles I've been I've been working off lately, okay. and I've actually I had a I had a pretty stressful year. It was my first year as a CEO for a company that this size with Momotoko. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, you know in the early year I had written down all these targets and goals that I had to achieve this year, and all although I reached most of them, I hadn't really checked off the list until the end of the year, and I to be honest I hadn't really reviewed the list that much throughout the year 
I just knew where I wanted to get the business by the end of the year. So if I kind of look at it from a string of pearls perspective, even though now I went back to those targets that I was trying to achieve, that they are achieved, they're done. But I didn't think of them because they were just tasks that I was doing kind of on my on my roadmap of of this year's like business work. It's you know, do you understand yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. So where this is going is that I've met so many entrepreneurs that have like this, you know, especially those that are responsible for larger businesses and, and not just kind of, you know, their own payroll or, you know, let, let's say 20 or more employees. Yeah. You have that kind of gut feeling and that, that anxiety on a regular basis. Um, I can tell you now there's a few times per month that it happens. One is payroll day, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah, I can Just imagine. because you get to that point, you're like, oh, I have to make sure everybody gets paid correctly because yeah. they got things, their own things to pay. Yeah. You know, I have to make sure that all the, all the accounting, the bookkeeping is done correctly. So the end of the month is another period of that time. Um, you know, and then, so throughout that month, you're having these moments of anxiety. And I think that if we continue to put pressure on ourselves to achieve targets the way that we have done in the past, that anxiety becomes, it builds up to a degree that we kind of burn out, so to say. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happens gradually. That's like gradually. Exactly. Yeah, like you said also that that uh, you have uh, the capability to to like withstand a lot of stress and different things and different lifestyles and so on because you you've done so many projects and so on but you have to remember that it's it's been gradually adding up if you were put to the same situation from a zero point you would be like probably burn out I totally in, in a couple of days 100% because it's it's gradually just adding up adding up adding up at right. some point you get accustomed to it it's the right. the norm so right. to say yeah and there's types of stress and the, you know dealing with uh, this was a good point from Ross Edgley in, in his book um, recently, um, oh my God, I just, it left my mind. The blue fitness blueprint. Oh, okay. I yeah. think that's, I think that's the title. The name, yeah. I'm sorry, Ross, if I got that wrong. Yeah. First name basis, obviously. Yeah. He probably watches this. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah. One of the 25 years. <laughs> uh, so he talks about stress from, a, from an exercise phy- physiologist perspective, yeah. but yeah. I think it's relative. If, if you're exposed to the same type of stress over and over and over again, you eventually start to reduce the amount of the stress hormone that you produce. And I find that really relative because I find if I'm just going through the normal day to day, there's zero stress. Even though I know most of those tasks or emails or phone calls yeah, that I yeah. have would stress the normal person, they don't stress me because I've been through it over and over again for, for 10 years or more yeah and and it's a norm for you it's like it's like breathing or walking or whatever so you don't have to think about it exactly but when that one challenge pops up that i haven't dealt with before it can i can almost feel the stress hormone just like being released like out of a gate and suddenly all those other things because they take up your time all those other things that otherwise weren't stressful suddenly they become stressful the phone rings, 100%. you get emails, and you have this one or a few things that are out of the ordinary, 
that requires your concentration and takes up time for these normal tasks, then suddenly all this also becomes stressful. And that can be the one small thing that tips the cup over or something. 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. That's and then those that string of pearls all of a sudden just goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. And all these smaller tasks or, or just things that you were just getting along with all of a sudden become these big things in the calendar. And, you know, you've got to put aside more time than you had expected. Yeah. And that was kind of, and, and okay, let's make this really relative to a lot of people. That's what happened during COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. So there are a lot of people that are used to dealing with high amounts of stress. Yeah. But then COVID was such a left wing, like, you know, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And we had yeah. to all of a sudden deal with these things that we haven't dealt with before. So that, honestly, I, I'll say this straight out. It's the first time I've cried from stress. Yeah. Because I just got home and I was like, this is, I just don't know what the next step is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you had no idea what what, would the, what will this lead to? What is the next thing? What and, and it was such a big change, like a complete change, not only in the work environment, but in your private life, everything. It was 100%. it was too much of a change just at once. 100%. Everything changed. So, and, so and, well, and everyone was asking me questions. Because I'm, yeah, I'm meant because, to be their leader. Yeah, of course. Because you know I mean? everybody is like a question mark. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knew anything. And, and, and the then, worst thing was also our government didn't know anything our leaders like the top leaders knew nothing and it felt right. or it still feels like nobody knew anything and everybody was just like throwing out like guesses and 100 percent. and then the whole like world followed some sort of like narrative and uh, i don't know it's it's a deep rabbit hole uh 100 it you know, hasn't still cleared out it hasn't still cleared it's, out it's controversial to talk about it even it was yeah. completely denied to even discuss about the thing and right. it, like it splitted people like families it splitted it like was, yeah in the, relationships it's, <laughs> it was like crazy and people and that was like people lost really, their jobs because they yeah. wouldn't get vaccinated yeah people lost their jobs because they wouldn't wear masks exactly and then yeah. all of a sudden it was like and now being vaccinated is or non-vaccinated is not even an issue no so no. people had lost their livelihoods yeah over what people had believed was the right path yeah but all of a sudden we're back to normal and those people that didn't get vaccinated are being treated the same way yeah so we put people in this high stress position of like yeah. take the vaccine or lose your job yeah do you know what i mean yeah it was so weird it was yeah so and in that moment so people like me People coming to me and saying, hey, you know, hey, what's happening? You know, can we do this? Can we do that? Are we going to open? Are we going to close? Are we going to, you know, yeah. are we going to get paid this month? What about the customers? What about the customers? Yeah. How do we deal with that? What do we do hygiene wise? Yeah. Because we're getting all this information yeah. and we're just trying to put out <laughs> like as much clear information as we can, even though we didn't have any. No. You know what I mean? And then people. And the rules were so like unclear also from the government for and ages. everybody yeah yeah i so think you didn't it, even it, know it what took, to do it took the whole first year for people to figure out yeah what, what to the do. fuck was happening yeah do you know what i mean and what kind of processes we had to take yeah i mean for me i've never put a whole company on on layoff before yeah you know what i mean like yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that yeah. works especially in finland so here i am this poor aussie entrepreneur here in finland in a blizzard reading through 
you know, legislation on how this works in Finnish. Full of loopholes and like open things, not like not clear anything. Exactly. And we're, like, and we're a big company. Yeah. So we were told that we were going to close the restaurant on this day. Right. And because we have more employees than, than 20, I think it is. We had to go through that process of, uh, I think it's called like a, it's almost like a community agreement. Yeah, yeah, you have right? to have discussion or yeah, like a, I can't remember yeah. what the exact translation yeah. is from Finnish to English, but yeah, you have to have a meeting with all Ute, of the Ute discussions. Right. Yeah. You have to have a discussion with the whole company, every employee that this is happening. They have to approve it. There has to be like cool down periods where people yes. can have an opportunity to the whole thing was like three weeks. Yeah. Right. It was like some kind of twenty days uh since the since the email went out that this yeah. meeting's taking yeah. place. Yeah. The meeting took place and there was a five down cooling down period. Yeah. And then the decision. And then the restaurant was meant to be open again. You know what I mean? And we couldn't put people on layoff until we had done that. And then the government only realized that problem in the second lockdown. So nobody followed the law because we literally couldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden the law became like rendered in news. Anyway, yeah. we're going off topic here because I'm talking about goal setting. Yeah, but then it, yeah. So what I believe is, is that I think it's important for us to reframe the way we consider achieving targets or developmental growth like over a long period of time i'll be honest i don't read a lot of like personal growth books and goal setting and stuff like this i'm purely going off my own experience my own growth journey i think for a 32 year old i'm doing pretty okay um you know had my ups and downs but from like the personal growth perspective and where i'm at business wise i think i'm doing all right So it's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think there could be value in reframing the way we consider this and the reframe the way that we put pressure on ourselves to achieve certain things by taking away the time frames, but instead breaking down the goals we're trying to achieve into smaller string smaller pearls in the whole string. And just consider them as tasks on a daily basis rather than I have to achieve this, I have to achieve that by then, I need to achieve this by then, and if I achieve those three things by then, I'll be able to do this by then. You know what I mean? And kind of like put in this whole framework that just builds anxiety in the individual and we really just lose those kind of key principles that we should be considering business-wise um, and we get stuck in that kind of that, that, that yeah, yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it forces you like in some way and you make bad decision based on right. certain like urgency and right but but i i guess that but you all all always when you do whatever you do you always have some goal you start doing it because you have some like not end goal but whatever i i want to be a millionaire whatever yeah. it can be whatever uh i think that it's good to to have those anyways but those shouldn't be like your your main goals So just write right. them down. And write them down when you come up yeah. with the idea. Write I, them so down and put part them. Of me, part of me doesn't want to use the word goal. No, exactly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm finding it hard to it's, find a different way to describe that task. Outcome. 
it's an outcome. Out, it's an outcome. Yeah. Right. From, so let, from what it, you do, from your journey, an outcome from your journey. Right. So let's call. Let's say that we we have a string of pearls, and each pearl in that string eventually produces a certain outcome. Exactly. I think we're onto something here. Literally, for the audience out there, we have n- <laughs> we have not come up with this before. So we're just we're, <laughs> no. we're workshopping it right now. Yeah. Um, I need to check the the camera because I think it stops recording at some point. That's not a problem. Yeah, otherwise it's a camcorder. Oh, camcorder. Yeah, exactly. It's some kind of tax law or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right. Here we are. So we have we have a string of pearl which represents multiple tasks in a, in a row, which achieve a certain outcome. I totally agree. You know, and I, I kind of, I feel a little bit controversial talking about this because as a CEO, my job is to drive company targets and goals, right? But if we reframe this and we talk about company outcomes, I think it is more focused around achievement than the word goal because you can miss goals, right? But outcomes are relative to itself, right? An outcome is just how it ends up, which is, I think, a better word to use because every day it's so flexible. The whole process of achieving an outcome can go any direction. So if you set such strict guidelines and walls around yourself on how you're going to achieve the outcome, then you'll end up missing the goal. Right, you won't achieve what you set out to originally achieve. So, if we achieve multiple outcomes in a row, which means that we're actually achieving things, right? We're actually finishing what we started. And if we do that continuously in a string of pearls fashion and a multiple outcome fashion, then I think we get to where we're trying to go. And I, again, I don't want to use the word like achieve that, you know, goal. that goal, goal no. because no. there's still more outcomes to happen, right? It's there's there's no like end point. No. So whether it's business or personal, I think it's the same. I think, of course, they're approached in a different way, and and but if I think we can take a lot of um, pain and agony away from these these words that we're using like goals targets achievements you know ta- deadlines like deadline that's really when you yeah, really break it yeah, down it's yeah. like oh shit achieve it or die no Do you know what dead. i mean i feel like yeah. it's really you know yeah exactly yeah. but if we say that there's certain tasks that we're trying to that we're putting together to achieve outcomes i think it's much more relevant to our business today soft values instead of hard values <laughs> yeah because i also talk about micro stress environments and this is really relative now actually in this conversation to bring up so people have asked me for ages how i deal with stress the way that i put it is that i put myself in micro stress environments so they're environments that i know i'm going to stress from but i can manage that's called positive stress 
well, I call it micro stress. So yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it's over eighteen rated anyway, so I can swear in this podcast. So okay, so oh, positive stress. Yeah, yeah. Right. That drives you. Well, but I, I guess the feeling is never, never, not always positive. Right. Even at the end of the hour. Yeah. No. No. So, no. No. So if using the word positive, I don't think is is necessarily no, right. No. But let's call let's call them micro stress environments yeah. because I'm visualizing them as pockets. Yeah. So actually like space pockets I know it's weird it's just kind of my mental process yeah so we have these I, I also talk about this from a training and development standpoint if you put an employee the best growth is made through stress right whether it's physiological in the gym and we're stressing our muscles micro tears growth so on or if it's psychological and we're Put in an environment where we're put under a little bit of pressure, exactly. but it's managed and supervised, then there's a great deal of growth that can, that can come from that. Exactly. We live now in a world where we're too comfortable. We no longer stress ourselves. So these pockets that we end up in are way too big and we can't manage it. And I think that's when we start going down the road of like burnout, depression, anxiety, so on and so forth. So if we can identify micro stress uh micro stress environments micro stress experiences and we can be guided through those either personally through meditation or through exercise or in a work environment from our supervisor or from our manager or from our leader uh ceo coo whatever it might be if you're put in that environment and you can control it, I believe that's the best way to grow. But reducing the amount of stress, that's the hard part. And that's why I was trying to figure out a way, workshopping now, that I could strip back, still wanting to achieve targets and still wanting for the business to grow and develop into something which is awesome, but a way that I can control the activities that need to be achieved and the outcomes that need to be achieved more into a micro stress environment, right? So we have our string of pearls. Mm -hmm. Each pearl, each task represents an opportunity for a micro stress, right? At the end of that, we achieve an outcome and that is actually the point in which we've achieved or we have grown to the next level um, from a development standpoint because we've just experienced micro stress after micro stress. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, uh, well, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of certain steps that you take and then you achieve a certain point when you actually can make the next steps right let, let me give you an example yeah so um i went through business school right i started as a consultant you know i've been i've been pretty decent at my job in restaurants for a long time so i actually started a consultation company called silk consulting when i was to be honest 18 17 18 right it was kind of like my first step into the entrepreneurial space now, you know, the first thing that you're taught is that 
right? Let's use like let's use analogies. Like, um, is it is it called a mood board? No, it's called a or a goal board. You know, or what's it called? Where you put all the photos of things you want and want to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, whatever, I don't know what it's whatever called. it's called. Yeah, mission yeah. board. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway, it was just like okay, so I made one of those, right? It was a wallpaper on my laptop or something. Yeah. And uh, you know, and if I looked back at that today, I would just think to myself, like, how ridiculous was that? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they were just firstly they were all material, right? Yeah. Um which just is really sad. But the other thing was that they were just not realistic. Not necessarily because, you know, at the time I wanted those things. Sure, it's realistic from that standpoint, but it's not realistic from, well, how did I not expect to grow and develop past these things, right? Like if, if someone gave me a million bucks today, I would not buy a, a Ferrari. No, who would? Do you, you know what I mean? Well, we live in winter driven countries so. <laughs> um but but just as an example so you know and i see so many people like at, at you know tony robbins or these people that you know listen to david goggins and they all have like these you know huge not the people i i don't necessarily think that that those speakers necessarily think the same way but um the people there are just taught to set goals and then achieve goals, right? And like the house in the Hamptons is a goal, right? Hypothetically. Yeah. And, but, but it's the fact that whether it is or it isn't, isn't relevant, right? The point is, is that we have a lot of outcomes that we need to achieve before we even can visualize that as a potential opportunity for us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't, what are you, you going to do? You got a hundred bucks in your bank account and you're just going to be like, you know what I mean? My goal is a $2 million house in the Hamptons. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about it. What's your vehicle firstly, right? Everybody has some kind of vehicle on how they're going to achieve, uh, you know, the lifestyle that they're looking for. That changes a lot, by the way. But... If you break that down, right, and you say, okay, what's your vehicle? Well, I'm going to run a business. All right, let's talk about what it takes that business to buy that property, mm-hmm. right? Not you personally, the business. Because for you to buy that property personally means your business needs to be doing 10x the property value, yeah, right, or 5x. But let's talk about what it takes your business to achieve that, right? There's no easy money. No, you know what I mean. There's no, there's no. Or there is. There's no fucking four-day work week. There is easy money, but you're you're at risk with only only accessible by ten percent of the population. High risk, right? High reward, isn't? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. So, I mean, unless you win the lotto, you know, and for 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 those people that do, they never keep the money apparently. But I think I think we need to reframe this whole what we're trying to achieve in life process you know i was yeah. just watching uh the problem with uh oh my god i'm awful with names right now it's on it's on apple tv it's called the problem with john i haven't seen it i'm not gonna look at it all right anyway so they, they talk about kind of multiple topics um they talk about gun violence you know and how okay. it's an issue yeah. they talk about 
the stock market, money, poverty, so on and so forth. And yeah. They have a small panel and then they kind of interview, um, you know, elect Senate members or, uh, you know, governmental leaders in, in certain fields. They can give them a perspective on what's really happening behind the scenes. I think the the platform is very good. It came up about money today and, and came up about the stock market and, and that, you know, majority of people are working two jobs and still poor and so on and so forth. Because their goal is not the house in the Hamptons. Their goal is just they just want to eat, right? Yeah. So I think that we've, put, we've ended up here as a society because of the framework we've been taught just to slave in a direction to achieve this, you know, laptop wallpaper image of a house and kind of keep fighting for the carrot. What's what's behind that though? I mean, if I elaborate a yep, bit, absolutely. I, I'll go back a bit Good. from what yeah. you discussed. I talked a lot yeah, It was such an, I had a few thoughts about that, but if you think about what you, your, your like vision of yourself, the, the wall with your goals and so on. But don't you think that it was good to do that? It was kind of, now it was kind of a, it was kind of a like self-development because now when you look back at it, you see how much you have developed like yourself. Because now you see that these were like completely right. stupid things. Yeah. But if you hadn't done that, then you wouldn't see like how much have you like you could grown. Right. You could be right, but I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Right, because I did grow and develop, but there are lots of people, you know, and, and in in a short, relatively short period of time. Yeah. Because usually this development happens over a much, kind of much longer period of time. Yeah. The I be, I believe though, that I'm lucky because I did develop in that way that I can look back and go, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But there's a lot of people my age would, that would look back and go, I can't believe I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't traveled yet can't believe i haven't done that yet yeah you know what i mean because it was but, always this like but have they also have they also have they just put like goals and not not done things for them or, or have they like really yeah okay done so things it, because the more you do the more versatile you see that the world is and right. the bigger picture you have of things okay. and, and your your views change your 100%. your goals change okay statistically yeah. i don't know um i don't know the facts that would be like, okay, you know, one in 10 actually achieve their lifetime goals. Yeah. Right? I don't know the statistics, but I'd be willing to bet to say that the people that know how to create the vision board, majority of them wouldn't know how to manage the stress, how to manage the string of pearls to develop outcomes to actually get to that point. That's what I'm saying, right? There are a certain amount of individuals that will achieve that vision board or whatever it is, or or look back on it and go, okay, I've grown past that. But there are, there are a lot of individuals that will look at that and become anxious or, or feel pressured that they haven't yet got there. And I think that's because they don't know how to break down those, that string of pearls. The, the outcomes they need to achieve to eventually get to a lifestyle they're trying to achieve to get to, to achieve you know what I mean yeah I know and uh, I mean this is so 
multi like i don't know what yeah like issue and or not an issue but but topic but i, I think also that when we talk about goals and usually boys and um, and this when you like ask their goals and they want a ferrari and a nice house but that's just like f- the feeling some sort of a void usually right. i mean mat- materialistic things are usually just to fill some sort of void you want a f- huge nice uh, house and a yacht and but for what right. <laughs> why because well, when I, you when you start I, I can say i want a yacht because i just don't want to be in a blizzard <laughs> Yeah, well, but, that, but, but, yeah. That, but that could be like, right. but, but usually like when you set those goals, you don't, I mean, is that really something you want to achieve? Is it, is it that that you want to yeah. achieve or what is it? But usually it's the more you do, the more it becomes that you want to have an impact or you want to right. have, you have, you want to do something that has right. meaning Let's, and okay. so on. Let's and probably, that. probably on that journey, yeah. the outcome can be that you have like, the possibility to have a yacht and you have the possibility true, to true. have a big but yeah, that's you not the goal get you an outcome that yeah. gives you a, gives that's you an not the goal actually right. it's just so let's simplify it a little doing bit things you like love. that's yeah. not such such like large scale yeah right let's just put it into perspective of your recent desired outcome in the gym so let's just break it down into this so you and i have trained together on and off mainly off for yeah i've been on but you've been, been on 100 <laughs> yeah. i have i can put my hand up and say i am not consistent in my training yeah. um uh and i can say that that's that's a result of me not being able to handle the stress from covid yeah right so it's just destroyed yeah, yeah, my self-motivation yeah uh, but anyway it's different so so let's just put it this way so i know that you're you've been working on your strength specifically and trying to increase your one rep max yeah well that was the last yeah that, this, this last, was, this like was the last yeah. block right yeah. let's just talk about the last yeah yeah block, yeah, right? yeah 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 the one, last block. one pearl one pearl well actually it's more than one right because yeah kind of yeah you can yeah. you so can is, you can you, split you up the one pearl right to, yeah you yeah. see where i'm going with this so the outcome the desired outcome is to achieve a new personal best in three major lifts right dead squat bench okay the string of pearls to that outcome is, in my opinion, it's not just, okay, by week three, I need to lift this. Mm. By week four, I need to lift this. Because if I don't do that, I'm not going to get my desired outcome. And I think that's how we structure goals now. What I'm saying yeah. is that your string of pearls was each individual workout was a task a pearl that you added in a string to develop an outcome. You didn't really know what, what that the outcome could, was. Yeah. Right? You never said no. to yourself, I'm going to do a 250 dead. No. Right? And because otherwise you would have been putting shitloads of pressure on yourself to achieve certain targets. Yeah, yeah. That, it, and would have, goals. it would have killed my motivation at some 100%. point. 100%. Because this is exactly yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm glad we broke this down. Yeah. So, so what we're talking about is that if we treat our personal development and our business development the same way, right, that we create finite tasks that are on the same path as our desired outcome, but we don't necessarily apply specific targets, right, 
it may lead us to a in a dire- it may lead us in a direction which allows us to experience less stress, less anxiety, um, give us more motivation, because no matter what the outcome is, each task is development, right? There's no like huge fucking pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and that's the development. The development is climbing the mountain. Getting to the top is the string of pearls that you've made to get there, right? So you get to the top of Everest and that's that's not that's not the development, right? The goal or the outcome to the desired outcome to be achieved is to peak Everest. Or yeah. Right? Yeah. Depending but, yeah, depending on how you see it. Like Well you've got to get if down. You, <laughs> yeah, and, it, and and if you are at the top, what what do you do next? So, well yeah, exactly. You yeah. go down, right? So so here, so th- that's exactly another point, yeah. right? So if we say, okay, the, the end goal is to peak Everest. Well, okay, what happens if you die up there, Yeah. right? So technically, is the end goal to get down? Well, what happens if you get down and then what? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then what? Well, there's another day. But, there's an, and there's another mountain. And there's another mountain. But if you, if you, if you apply the string of pearls... And if you apply the desired outcome theory that we've we've fantastically brainstormed in this podcast, I believe that there is a way in which we can achieve more, more efficiently, without having to experience an uncontrollable amount of stress and anxiety. Yeah. Just a theory. So I'm working on it. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I agree. I agree. Like. Just to give a simple example, like it shouldn't be, an f- like for example, if we talk about the deadlift, yeah, and I would say that it has to be 250. Right. No. Th- th- then, then, then you're like locked into that, and if your string of pearls don't go the way you think or have you planned, get sick, you get injured. I get sick. Whatever. Yeah. So then I lose my motivation, and it feels like unbearable because I can't achieve my goals. But if my goal is just, I want to be better than last time small good decisions and small goals so i want a new pr that's my goal i'm yeah. happy with a pr even if it's one kilogram yeah. but i'm happy with it yeah it doesn't feel too burdensome and it feels like you can do it and you can be sick on the way right but you still have that one day that you're going to test it will i right. do a pr or not right so the same way i want a mansion like right. 1.5 million mansion yeah maybe it's maybe your goal should be or not goal but one of your outcomes should be, I want my own home. Exactly. And that's after ex- you get your own home, you can have your next goal. Exactly. I want a bigger home. Own desired oh. outcome. Yeah. Exactly. Next desired outcome, so it's next not string like, of pearls. Yeah. It's not that's, like a yes, hard... I think you've caught on to what I'm trying to talk yeah. about. Because I think when we started this conversation, there was, you had no idea what I was going to talk about. No, no. Because and I completely I kind of, blindfolded. 100%. And I wanted to kind of do that on purpose because I wanted to see if it was applicable. So, and I think, I think you've got the point is that so many people know what they want, but even though they may or be do aware, they? do they, well, do they, do we know what we want? That's actually. a good question also. Or are we just on going, a journey to moving, try to find out what we too, really want? Too much. We don't have that much yeah, time. I know. Right. So if in the case, yeah, so, so many people I feel, um, 
know what the desired outcome should be, but don't necessarily understand the string of pearls that need to exist for that desired outcome to be realistic. And if we put it, it's really easy in the health and fitness analogy to break that down, right? You know, somebody, you know, you walk up to somebody and you say, you know, this guy says, I want to lose 60 pounds by this day, right? We know that so many people don't do that. Yeah. Because, and it may be things that are out of their control. Of course, yeah. And there's too many things that are out of your control to apply such strict um, walls around those achievements, targets, goals, etc. right? Don't get me wrong. My company still has KPIs, but in my opinion, those KPIs are more of desired outcomes than they are, you know, stringent goals, Yeah. right? If we're on that path to achieve that desired outcome, then we're developing as a company. Yeah. Pearl by pearl, not outcome by outcome. No. Pearl by pearl, step by step up the mountain, right? Every step we take, we learn something new. And if you apply that method to other areas of business, other areas of personal development, then I think the journey is a little less rough. Yeah. And I think I can tell you, my journey, rough. Yeah rough i you know you ask any yeah the amount of times we've been this close to divorce yeah you know what i mean the amount of times we've sat there and argued that i'm never home the amount of times i've prioritized work over sade's hobby yeah or going to meet with her teacher yeah the amount of times you know what i mean if i would have known then what i know now a task in those string of pearls would have been to maintain my responsibility as the father, right? Because the desired outcome still would have been achieved, right? But because I put it in such a huge basket, I felt that if I didn't, if I closed my laptop, the the path and the, the opportunity to achieve my goal would stop. But that's not necessarily true. No, exactly. and I know that now. Yeah, you know, and, and I yeah and, and yeah yeah. I think it it applies in in many things that not my words, but just be a little bit better than yesterday. Right. Or whatever you do, just a little bit better. Just a little bit. That's that's the way. Right. Yeah, and I you know I, I was a personal trainer for years. Um. You know, people still ask me, you know, how to do this, how to do that. Yeah. The first step, and and everybody that writes a goal setting book will tell you this, is to be consistent. Yeah, that's right. That's one thing. So, but cons- it's hard to be consistent. It's hard to be consistent really because of the amount of pressure we apply on ourselves on to ourselves, achieve yeah. goals and two big goals, two exactly. big leaps. Exactly, two big leaps. But it's very hard to keep in context what is a big goal. Because you still, right, it's, it's like the Goldilocks budget. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to write a budget that's that's uh, optimistic enough, right, that is still realistic for the company to achieve. Yeah. But not quite enough optimistic that it shows a lack of growth or yeah. a lack of development yeah. in, in comparison to what's expected, right? So there's this Goldilocks zone but it's really hard to identify what's too big and what's too small. Yeah. But if we just break it down into outcomes, 
and we break it down into a string of pearls or a string of actions and desired outcomes, then the goal is, is, is or the outcome is the outcome, right? Whether it's yeah. big or small, yeah. it will eventually contribute to the success of your business or to the wholesomeness of yourself or to the awareness of fact that you've, you haven't been the best father during that period or the fact that you have been able to keep up with things. Yeah. Either way, you'll achieve those step by step through that process to the desired outcome. Yeah. And that's also, if you have small enough goals and you have that, you just need to be a bit better than last time, then you're also much more happy than, for example, the house. If, if you think I want a mansion, in five years I want a mansion, 1.45 yeah. million mansion, yeah. that's my goal in five years. Yeah. And you only have your own home. You have like achieved so much, you already have your own home, exactly. but you're not happy because it's not that one point. Exactly. You have failed. There's always grass greener on the other side. Yeah. And if we th keep thinking that way, I truly believe as a you society, you feel like failure. And, yeah. Right. Example, Dave Mustaine. Sorry? Dave Mustaine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, Megadeth. I from oh, Metallica, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. The guitarist from Metallica, yeah, who was kicked out from Metallica. Okay, started his own band. Yeah, huge, hugely successful with Megadeth and everything. Yeah. He will never be happy because right. he's not in Metallica. But right. you think what he achieved? But Megadeth is a massive band, exactly in itself, right? But he's not in, he's not in metal, Metallica anymore, right? So that's like he will always be a failure right. in his own eyes because right. He's out of Metallica, although he yeah. made his own band like a huge, huge exactly. success story. Exactly. So there we go. But we're out of time. I want to cut it short. We can have a second series on this because I think it's worth talking about. But it seems like we've solved half the world's problems today. Yeah. At least. So I think we can leave it there. <laughs> um, yeah. So to recap, I think that I think that this this reframing um, is important. I think it's an important step. It's something that you know I can say that I, I I apply to my my everyday life. You know, clearing snow. It's a fucking awful thing. Yeah. Right. But it's just a string. It's just a task that has to be done. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that. I think that we're on to something. And I want to continue this discussion soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Good. Good topic. Interesting. Very interesting. And for those of you that are uh, the 25 listeners that are listening, I hope you got something out of it. Or 20. Or 15. 20, or 10. Or yeah, it's possible, yes. <laughs> 25 is really my peak. So. Yeah. <laughs> you should have small goals. So <laughs> yeah. one. Let's start with one. I'm happy listener. with one. I'm happy yeah, with one. Yeah. That's good. It's good. <laughs> I appreciate you, Mikhail. Thank you very much. Thanks. See you next time. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>